0: Hello, friends, Ryan Dorn here, and welcome to this special edition of the Sales Training World podcast and the Ad Sales Nation podcast. So live from the Brain Swell Media Studios here just outside of Augusta, Georgia. I'm Ryan Dorn, and I'm thrilled that you're here to join us as we talk about a very special topic today, and that topic is GDPR. Now, at face value, you might say, really, Ryan, GDPR, is that really worth a special edition of your dual podcast. Well, let's explain a little bit about the General Data Protection Regulation. Maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast, you might be saying, "Hey, Ryan, May the 25th of 2018 has long been past and gone, so we're already in non-compliance." Well, let's think about this for a second. All of us in the sales business. So, for those of you that are not understanding where does we're going with this, all right? In sales organizations, whether you are a media company or you're selling software, or you're selling forge equipment, um, or you're selling speakers, well, you know, cars, whatever it is. If at any point in time you either have collected data or plan to collect data and do anything with it, as it relates to your organization, whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, whatever, if you have ever collected data or plan to collect data basically from anybody that's within the European Union, you need to be paying attention. And you also need to be paying attention if you have customers that are U.S.-based customers that have their customers in the EU. And why you also should pay attention to this. It is highly likely that if the regulation really truly works, which probably it will, boy, it's intricate, but it probably will work. The GDPR, okay, the General Data Protection Regulation that's unifying the different email laws of 28 EU member states, European Union member states, under one common practice. Probably, I'm going to guess, 60% to 70% of this regulation is probably either going to roll out across the United States, potentially around the world, or at least, if nothing else, it's going to be the basis for states, for example, that already have spam email regulation in place. Massachusetts, California, etc. But I'm going to bet dollars to donuts, more than likely pieces and parts of GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, is more than likely probably going to roll out across the United States in some capacity. So why not get ahead of it? Why not figure out what it means? And why not just go ahead and start making moves in that direction? Now, let's be clear. If you, for example, are a media company, if you are a software company and you are collecting sales leads ...from anyone that happens to be in one of these 28 EU member states. So for example, France, Germany, etc. You really need to be paying attention to this in vivid detail because when you collect someone's name as a sales lead so that you can do a demo for them or you can present your media kit to them or whatever the circumstance is, there are regulations you need to follow you potentially could get yourself in a world of hot trouble. And the and the damages, the fines, potential fines from this can range anywhere from 20 million euros to 4% of a brand's total global annual revenue, whichever is potentially higher. So let's talk about it so that we know where we need to go uh, with this. Under GDPR rules, marketers must collect affirmative consent that is, quote, freely given, specific, informed, and unambiguous to be compliant. So under GDPR rules, marketers must collect affirmative consent from somebody that is, quote, freely given, specific, informed, and unambiguous Unambiguous to be compliant. So let me give you an example. One example of this uh, might be a lot of times you'll see when you sign up for an e-newsletter or you sign up to download an e-book, it will say, receive other offers from this company or uh, by agreeing to uh, to download this you're automatically enrolled in our program and the check box is already chosen it's already got a tick mark in it. it's already got a check mark in it that is not acceptable under GDPR regulations and quite honestly it's really not a good marketing practice we've all heard of double opt-in collection of data where someone will actually make an action, an overt action to actually choose to be a part of this. Now, I don't see anywhere in the GDPR uh, regulation that you have to do double opt in, meaning someone has to make two separate actions in order to get on your email list or to get to your downloadable ebook or whatever. I don't see that. But now, I'm not a lawyer, I don't pl- even play one on TV. But I do spend a lot of time in this industry and I've spent a lot of time looking at this research. But you you have to uh, freely given specific, informed and unambiguous needs to be uh, a part of your collection of the data. All right. Now, keep in mind, also, anybody that signs up has to be able to withdraw. They have to be able to very easily withdraw from your list, from your download list, from your company, from all of your circumstances, Easily, according to the regulation, withdrawing consent must be accessible and clear for those subscribers, must be accessible and must be clear. All major email laws require companies to offer subscribers the opportunity to opt out from receiving emails. It's very, very common, whether you're using Emma or MailChimp or StreamSend or whatever it is, okay, almost every one of those subscribers makes it a part of their platform. Common question that I'm asked. Ryan, are all email subscribers in the U.S., um, if they have a global presence, are they GDPR compliant? Well, I'm not really aware of a seal of approval. There's really not really a GDPR seal of approval, like the good housekeeping seal of approval. But I will tell you this, you have to make it really easy for someone to unsubscribe from your list and then in addition to that, you need to make all of their information, how they did that subscription available. We'll get to that in just a second. Now, this may this may not affect many compliant email marketers, but it's important to ensure that you're up to code uh, with the GDPR um, when it passes or when it goes into to play uh, on May the 25th. But in this circumstance, um, you know, probably more than likely you're listening to this podcast after the fact. As a reminder, okay, you, you, you cannot charge a fee or require any other information beyond an email address, okay? Require a login or direct subscribers to visit multiple pages during the opt-out process. You have to make it easy for them to get off of your list to be GDPR compliant. So you all had those opportunities where you went to unsubscribe, then you have to re-put in your email address. You have to do several things to unsubscribe, and that just happened to me yesterday, as a matter of fact. That does not work for GDPR. That means you are non-compliant to the GDPR regulation. All right, now, you're, you need separate consent forms. You need separate consent requests. They need to be separate from your terms and conditions. So, if your GDPR compliance is included with your terms and conditions, under GDPR, consent needs to be separated. From the terms and conditions. It needs to be separate from privacy notices and other services. So you need to make sure that it's very clear, it's easy to find. Make it easy on yourself, friends, to be GDPR compliant. Now, what I should have said at the onset uh, of this special GDPR special edition podcast. Feel like we should have dun 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 special edition podcast. Is that I'm not going to cover every little idiosyncrasy of the GDPR regulation. I'm looking at this more from say a ten thousand or twenty thousand foot view, trying to help you understand there are things you can do to really be compliant. Now here's the hard part. This is the hard part of GDPR compliance. This is the hard part where computer scientists, uh, people that are on the net uh, neutrality uh, side of the argument. Uh, being for it, things like that. It's, it's really difficult when it comes to this little piece. You have to be able to track when someone signs up. You have to track who they are, when they signed up, and how they subscribed to those emails. So under GDPR policy, companies will have to keep detailed evidence of consent. So when, some, when someone subscribes, you have to keep that uh, in your records. Some marketers already track this, but for others, Evidence of consent means you must be able to prove who consented. You need to be able to prove when they consented. You have to be able to prove what they were told at the time of consent. You have to be able to show how they consented. You also have to show whether they have ever rescinded their consent before in the past. So because you might be taking notes, let me repeat that for you. Under GDPR policy, you have to give detailed evidence at a subscriber's request quickly and easily, you have to be able to give them evidence of their consent. So you have to be able to show to them easily in a text-based file. You have to be able to show who they were when they consented, meaning their email address, things like that, what they put in, when they consented, meaning date, time, etc. What you told them when they consented. So it needs to be able to say, hey, it was John Doe. It was John Doe at gmail.com. And at that time, when we collected this person's email address, this is what we told them we would be doing with that email address. You also have to show how they consented. Was it a double opt-in, single opt-in, a checkbox? Was it verbal? Was it a text message? What was it? And you ha- these records have to be detailed and they have to be easily accessible. And you also have to be concerned for somebody's privacy. And I was talking with uh, one of my publishers uh, just this week in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, I was working with a fantastic uh, media group down in Birmingham called Cahaba Media, a great group of folks. And as I talked with uh, their senior leadership team, we were talking about GDPR, which really sparked uh, me to do even more investigation and create this podcast. We also really need to be thinking about privacy of our users as well, because we don't want to be giving uh, data about all of this to somebody that isn't the person. So we really started talking about, you know, could someone just fill out a form and potentially receive all of my information? The answer is, yes, you could do that, but that's a bad policy. And what I was talking about with the leadership team was, hey, what's the, you know, what's the process that someone might have to go through? And there's a lot of publishers, companies, sales organizations, et cetera, that are really beginning to pay attention to GDPR. They're spending time on it. They're devoting resources to it. And things like that, because if you are working with a company that has clients in inside of the EU and is covered by GDPR as you collect their data, and if you're collecting data for that company, you need to be GDPR compliant. In a lot of cases, they're not going to do business with you if you are not GDPR compliant. So now it's also important to understand people often ask, Ryan, am I grandfathered in? Well, the answer actually is no. GDPR rules, um, as it states, existing subscribers will not be granted freedom from GDPR, and email marketers really need to audit the consent process. You really need to focus in on this in some vivid detail, because you could be potentially looking at a a million euro fine, or up to 4% of your brand's total global annual turnover, revenue, whichever is higher, As you think about being fined for this and recognize that potentially this regulation is going to roll out all across the United States, if not state by state, we really need to pay attention to it. All right. So where did I find this information? Where can you find information? I actually found a great article on navigating email consent under GDPR. It was actually sent to me by a group. It's really fantastic. They're called Response Genius, and so their article, which was published on March the 4th, 2018, great article called Navigating Email Consent under GDPR, and you can find them online, responsegenius.co.uk, and I think you will find that article to be very helpful, so in review, GDPR stands for General Data Protection and Regulation. It uh, went into effect May the twenty-fifth, two thousand and eighteen, uh, covering twenty-eight EU member states. It is likely that the basis of the GDPR regulations will roll out in various uh, states across the United States and probably around the rule, well, around the world. The basis in review is this: that you need to have stricter. There are a lot of stricter regulations on gathering data. Um, you need to gather consent from somebody in a freely given, specific, informed, and unambiguous way. And the person needs to do, do an action. They, there needs to be an action involved. The check boxes on many forms, as they are now, are not compliant, meaning that if someone signs up for your e-newsletter or to receive a download or whatever, and the consent box is pre-checked, Okay, that's not going to work. That does not fall under the uh, compliance side of GDPR. If someone wants to withdraw from anything you're doing, whether it's programmatic, whatever it is, okay, whatever it is, programmatic advertising, uh, cookies being placed on your website, IP sniffing, emails, sales leads, okay, someone needs to be able to easily withdraw. And when they withdraw, you need to be able to tell them when they consented, how they consented, the time of consent. Did you ever rescind? Have they ever rescinded their consent in the past? And what did you tell them when they consented? Folks, there are so many pieces and parts of GDPR. We've barely covered, barely scratched the surface. Maybe you're still confused. You know, there are consultants out there, and um, I happen to be one of them. We'll happily walk you through this. We can also put you in touch with other business owners that have literally spent thousands of man hours and dollars to become GDPR compliant. Here's one of the biggest fallacies. People that say it doesn't matter to me. I live in the United States. Not true, my friends. Just because you live here in the grand old United States does not mean that you do not have to be GDPR compliant. And as a matter of practice, as a matter of strategy, I would say, folks, you actually really do need to move this direction because quite honestly, this is the direction that the world is going. It's got a lot of complexities. It does not scale well. Computer scientists will tell you that quite honestly, GDPR is just a train wreck waiting to happen. And I'm here to tell you, hey, it's rolled out, it's happening, and as U.S. companies in the sales business, we need to pay attention to the GDPR regulations. Friends, my name is Ryan Dorn. You can find me online if you're in the regular, normal sales world, if you will, non-media sales. Find us online at salestrainingworld.com. Love to come and train your team, or more specifically, love to speak at your sales conferences, get your teams all pumped up to grow some revenue uh, all throughout the year. If you're in the media business, where I spend quite a bit of my time, love to see you over at 360adsales.com and be sure to check out the Ad Sales Nation podcast. You can find me online, Ryan at ryandorn.com, D-O-H-R-N, Ryan at Ryan D O H R N is my email. I'm happy to help you in any capacity. Love to train your team. Love to consult for you. Love to figure out how to take your sales life, your sales revenue to places that you never thought possible. Reach out to us. Happy to help. All right, friends. God bless. We'll see you out selling on the street.